Yeah, so we're to Rome, and so my goal this morning is same thing to go through the whole chapter. I mean, we have to make it to the end because I think it's a. Uh, I don't know how many of you, but for a for, for a long time I thought it was it, it was like the most awkward ending to the book of Acts. I remember the first time I read it, um, I got to the end and I was like, wait. Wait a minute, I, I'm going to go back. I'm, I'm going to go back two chapters. I, ha- I, I missed something, like what happened to Paul. So, what happened there? So, uh, we had to re- read it like, probably twice. Then I gave up, and I said, okay, maybe it's going to be someone in the letters that says something about what happened to Paul. But, but no, and I thought it was like a very awkward ending. Like, we, we don't know what happens then. Like, did, did he stood before Caesar, did he have the, and did, did he was martyred, because he set free. So, um, he doesn't tell us. But I think... And my goal is to probably show to you that it is probably the perfect ending for the book of Acts. But uh, let's go ahead and, and, and pray, and then we can get started. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together this morning, for your blessings, for your loving kindness, for your mercy you have shown to us, because you have remained faithful, even though we have been unfaithful throughout this week. We ask you, Lord, that your name may be glorified this morning that uh, we can dedicate this whole day to you that we can uh, gather as a church and listen to your word proclaim partake of the elements in the lord's supper and and lift up your name during the time of of worship in the name of jesus christ we pray amen so we're in acts 28 we're starting in uh, verse one and it it says after we brought safely through, we then learned that the, the island was called Malta. So, remember, we, we the, the about the shipwreck, the, the, the whole ship was destroyed. You had people pretty much trying to stay afloat. Some of them trying, like, holding tight to the to the planks, putting together pieces of, of, of the ship, trying to to make it to land. So they make it to land, and then they discovered it's called Malta, which uh, it's. Uh, still in the Mediterranean Sea, we are like 50 miles out of, of Sicily from Italy, and it's apparently it's an archipelago. So it's like three three main islands. Malta is the, is the main one, and it's and it's actually in the in the KJV it, it reads uh, uh, Malita. It, it, that's how it was known before ancient Malita. So, but it, and I think it was founded by the Phoenicians sometime in uh, 1000 before Christ. But that's where that's where we are in the island of Malta. Verse 2 says, The native people showed us unusual kindness, for they kindled a fire and welcomed us all because it had begun, uh, began, uh, began to rain and was cold. So it says, the native people. And, and the, the word that is actually here used in, in the Greek is barbaros, which it means barbarian. And it has a different um, Meaning that the one we normally kind of like, we're used to it. When we think of a barbarian, we're thinking about like a savage or like a, something like that. But barbarian is more like in the terms of a foreigner or a, a, in terms of, of language. So there were people who didn't uh, spoke the, the, ling- the lingua franca of, of those times. It was Greek. And to the Greeks, I mean, everyone who, did, who wasn't a Jew or a Greek was a barbarian. So. But it says that they showed uni- unusual kindness. The, the, the Nazvi says uh, extraordinary kindness so we see here that they were they were nice people they were very fr- friendly people they w- they have 276 people they made a fire for all of them they take care of them uh, and then in verse 3 it says when paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and put them on the fire 
a viper came out because of the heat and fastened on his hand. So it was cold, snakes go hiding in places when it's cold. Then Paul is picking up the sticks and the snake bites him. So it's, I think, I mean, this is a uh, fascinating part because a lot of people, uh, secular people, New Orthodox people, they would claim that, uh, that the reason Paul didn't suffer any, anything from, from, the, from, the, uh, from the snake bite is because there, it wasn't really a, a poisonous snake. And they point to the fact that, that today, if you go to Malta, I mean, there's no poisonous snakes in the island of Malta. At least not enough to kill the, a human being. And I mean, they say that uh, maybe part of the reason, because I mean, there's a lot of legends coming out of, uh, out of there, out of the story of Paul and the snake bite, uh, saying that after that, Paul pretty much vanished all the poisonous snakes. And, and that's why there are no poisonous snakes now. But I think, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't think that's a good argument to say that, uh, that it wasn't a real story, it wasn't a poison snake, just because of the fact that there's no snakes today, it doesn't mean that there was no snakes be, be, uh, at that time. But that's what they claim. But, uh, uh, <clears throat> but we, here we also see that, I mean, I think, I, I, think, I love when we, we are able to see those, these parts of, the, of Paul's life. He, we, we see him here kind of like in the background, and we learn about his character, who he was. So we see Paul's humility. I mean, he just... I mean, he just, he's just gathering some sticks to put into the fire. I mean, he, I mean, he doesn't think that he's the, the super apostle, like, I'm not going to pick up sticks. I have other things to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go talk to the, to, the, to the chief man of the island of Malta. I don't have time for this. No, he, he's going to pick up the, uh, the sticks. He's, everyone is pulling their weight. I mean, they just went through that whole cat catastrophe uh, uh, during, their, during the trip, and here he, he, he is picking, picking up some sticks. Uh, verse 4 reads, When the native people, the barbarians, saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, No doubt this man is a murderer. Though he has escaped from the sea, justice has not allowed him to live. So justice here is capitalized because he's actually referring to one of their, uh, one of their goddesses. But um, I think here the important thing is that we see how these people were superstitious. I mean, they, they, make, they were making a general rule to judge and, and, and apply to someone just because of their circumstances. So pretty mo much like Job's friends. And, and here, I think that the lesson here is that we shouldn't be arrogant to, to think to, that we know the mind of God, to why God does those things or why he doesn't do other, other things. I mean, it's, it's not to us, especially when he hasn't revealed, revealed uh, those things to us. And... I don't know if you remember, last week we saw, we were carrying the theme of providence and sovereignty. During sovereignty, we saw that how on, on board of the ship, there were godly people and there were wicked people on board the ship. And all of them, they suffered the same thing. They went through the, the same thing. They didn't have food for several weeks. They were cold, they were wet. And all of them, they went through the same thing. Godly and, and wicked people. And here, it seems like, God is sparing the wicked uh, while the godly is suffering. Why did Paul got beaten by a snake? Why not one of the, uh, of the wicked people? And, and, and we see this today. I mean, we see how there, there are Christians today who are suffering, who are in poverty, who are sick. And we see people who do not know Christ, who hate Christ, who hate the gospel, who actually are in, in, in fervent opposition to the gospel. And they are trying to do everything that they can to stop it. And they seem to be prosperous. They seem to, to be doing well. At least it does seem to that, to that in, uh, before our eyes. But, um, 
the reality is that it just seems to be that way. In Revelation 6, 10, it reads, How long, O Master, holy and true, will you not, will you, will you not judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? So here you see the, the saints, pretty much, I mean, saying, these, these were saints who were martyred. And they were, they are, they're crying out to God, like, how long? How long are you, are, are, are you going to uh, permit this to, 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 to be happening? So we see here that, uh, that yeah, the, the uh, godly people are suffering while the wicked people are still uh, doing whatever they please. But in Hebrews 12, 6, six it says, for the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every, every son whom he receives. So we see that at least some of these circumstances, some of, the, of these things, I mean, they are for, for the, the sanctification of, the, of God's people, for, for a strengthening of their faith, for, for maturing, to mold us into the image of Christ. So it only seems that God spares the wicked before our eyes. But it, in reality, in, in some sense, I mean, the wicked, even though they are prosper, uh, prosperous and, and they are they are having a good time. It, it only seems that way, but in reality, in some sense, they are already suffering God's judgment. They are still away from Christ. They are, they are, they, God has abandoned them in their sins, and to the, to the point that, I mean, it's not surprising that sometimes in the news we see, like, these famous people with, who seem to have, like, everything, happy, uh, uh, happy person, no, nothing we can say about them, and they commit suicide. So it's because they have no hope. They, they, they are still in bondage to Satan, and the, and the reality is that the second waits await for them. So even though they seem to be pros, pros, uh, prosperous right now, it's, it's, uh, it's like we were before, without hope. So that's one of, one of the lessons we can get from them, from there. And we also see in Romans 8.28 that uh, all things works together for, those, for the ones who love him. But um, verse uh, 5 says, he, however, uh, Paul, shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. So, and here we, I think one of the mistakes that uh, people do when they read the book of Acts is to think that everything that happens in the book of Acts should apply to the church today. Or on the opposite side, that nothing that happens there uh, applies to us today. But the thing is, is that some things do apply and some, some other things don't apply. And here we see that we see a miracle. Paul was beaten by a poisonous snake, and he suffered no harm. And this is, well, I guess let's, let's read in Mark 16, I guess 17 through 20, says, And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick, and they will recover. So then the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken to them, was taken up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the message by accompanying signs. So here we see that all of these signs, they were, they, they were not promised to every single believer across all the ages. They were promised to the apostolic community. For example, in Matthew 10, where it's, it, we, we read the same, uh, the same passage, it's, it literally says the 12 apostles. And if you have any, any questions who they were, it says by name. This is the apostles to, to whom this promise was, was made. In 2 Corinthians 12, 12, it's, uh, Paul speaks of the signs of a true apostle. So the signs are going to follow the apostolic community. In 1 Corinthians uh, 12, just in uh, later verses 29 to 30, 
Paul is asking, asking these rhetorical questions. That are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all miracle workers? So, I mean, the obvious answer here is no, not all of them are apostles. Not all of them have all of this, uh, would be accompanied by these uh, mirac miraculous signs. So, all of these signs were um, the, the drinking of the, uh, uh, I mean, not the drinking of poison. That, that's actually the, the only sign that we don't see in the New Testament. All, the, the rest, we see them in, in, in the New Testament, especially in the book of Acts. So tradition does tell us that there were some, uh, some of the apostles who, were, uh, who survived after drinking poison. I, I think, I mean, uh, th those uh, accounts, I mean, there's a lot of legend mix, mixed in them, so I don't know to what, uh, to what extent we can believe uh, those, but I mean, uh, I really don't have to doubt that uh, somewhere in the Pastoral community, some of them, them drank poison. But the main point here is that all of these signs, all of these miraculous things were, were to confirm the message uh, of Christ, the, the, the sacred and imperishable um, preaching of eternal salvation. That was the point of, the, of these miraculous things. That, and now today, I mean, the, the message has already been validated, the message has already been confirmed in, in the times of the apostolic community, so the, 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 the mystery of Christ has come to, to, to the full revelation. So that's why today we don't, we don't need those signs anymore, because we have the, the message well established, and the, the the church continues to build uh, upon them. So there's nothing that we that we need to add to them, or or subtract from from uh, from it. To that we need any any signs or any miraculous things. Um, but does anybody have any questions? I know it's a it's a big topic. Uh, so any questions or any comments? Good. Perfect. So, verse 6 says, They were waiting for him to swell up, or suddenly fall down dead. But when they had waited a long time, so no misfortune come to him. They changed their minds and said that he was a god. So in here, Paul goes from, from being a, mur a murderer to being a god. I mean, you just compare it to, the, to a couple of chapters before. Paul went from being, well, and Barnabas, they went from being a, a god to almost being murdered. So, uh... I mean, he, I mean, these people, see, they are superstitious people. Like, they, they switch their mind just like, just like that. But, um, but here, I think the important thing is that I want you to notice the, the depravity of the human heart. So, I mean, these barbarians, they were, they were very nice people. They were kind. They, 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 they were hospitable. They, they, and they witnessed this miraculous thing. And, and the, the fascinating, fascinating thing is that instead of giving glory to God, instead of worshiping the one true God, they went and worshipped the creature. I mean, that's how depraved our hearts are when we don't have Christ in, in, in our hearts. We, we, we fall astray just like that, like, like by instinct, like according to our nature. And, and here I'm, I'm sure that Paul would have rather be condemned to actually take God's glory for, uh, to himself. Um, so, and here, I mean... Just to, for you to reflect, I mean, what, what happens when, when you are in, in that situation? What happens when, for example, someone comes and tells you uh, your, ki your kids are so well behaved? Like, what, what, what do you say? I mean, like, well, yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not hard. It's, it's, it's hard, but I mean, I, I, I have to do it. I don't send them to public school. Uh, I mean, maybe I stepped on some toes there. But... Uh, <laughs> Or when someone comes and tells us, like, oh my goodness, you know so much. I mean, wh what do you say? I mean, may, may, I mean, I mean we, we are here proclaiming to, to, to be Christians. I mean, I mean, I would be surprised if any of us would say, like, 
oh yeah, it's because of me. No, I mean, we, 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 we do this sometimes just unconsciously, just, just because how, um, how we battle against our flesh. I mean, we, we don't say like, oh yeah, it was me. Like, we, we, I mean, we are reformers, we may say, oh, it's Holy Deo Gloria. But is, is that a true reflection of what is in our hearts? Do we actually mean what we say when we say like, yeah, praise God, glory to God, or are we actually being, uh, are, we, are, are we thieves? We are covering God's glory and trying to appropriate to our own. So that's something we have, we have to reflect because, like I said, I mean, just, it's just a battle we fight against, against our flesh. It, it, it just, I mean, I have done it. And most of the time I have done it unconsciously. I don't even realize until they're like, oh, my goodness. Like, it's not because of me. Like, what do you have? What do you have today that God has not given you? Like, your time, your talents, your gifts, everything that you have. It's because God has given it to you. So at the end, it's all God's glory. Verse 7. Now in the neighborhood of that place where belonged to the, uh, to the chief man of the island, named Publius, who received us and entertained us hospitably for three days. So another hospitable man, and Publius was here, he was the, pretty much the governor of Malta. He's the chief man of the island. Verse 8 says, it happened that, that the father Publius lay sick with fever and dysentery, and Paul visited him and prayed, and putting his hands on him, healed him. So, the disease uh, here, I mean, today it's known as either Malta fever, the Mediterranean fever, uh, uh, I think, I didn't put in my notes, but I think it was the KJV that says uh, bloody flux, but, uh, which is bloody di di diarrhea, which doesn't seem pretty at all. But, um, Verse 9 says, and when this had taken place, the rest of the people on the island who had diseases also came and were cured. So all of the people in the island with, who were sick, they all came and they were, they were all cured. So we already discussed the point of, of miracles. I'm not going uh, uh, to talk, talk about that, but same, same, same thing. So I mean, well, I'll, I'll, I'll say in just a moment. Let's keep reading. Uh, verse 10, they also honor us greatly. And when we were about to sail, they put on board whatever we needed. So again, hospitable, generous people, these uh, barbarians. And, and then verse 11, it says, After three months, we set sail in a ship that had winter in the island, a ship of Alexandria with the, with the twin gods as, a, as the figurehead. So, so they spent three months in the Isle of Malta. And, and I'm, I guess several things uh, here. It's, I'm sure, I mean, it's not what Paul wanted. It was not what he planned uh, uh, to do, he, he wanted to go straight to Rome, but uh, clearly God had something else for him. And the island wasn't ideal, but it, it served as a place of rest for Paul. I mean, sure, it was cold and he got bitten by a snake, but he, I mean, he was a receiver of unusual kindness, extraordinary kindness, if you want to use the, 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 the Nasby. Um, and the interesting thing here is that we, we don't have a record of Paul preaching. I mean, in Throughout the whole book of Acts, we see pre uh, Paul preaching everywhere he goes. He don't see the, uh, that. So um, we are not, I mean, I'm not entirely sure why that, would, uh, that, that is. Maybe just a language barrier. I mean, we, we, we see that, again, that the, he, uh, the, the miraculous thing that happened, the snake, and he uh, cure, cures pre pretty much everyone in the island. But we don't see, like, a formal uh, proclamation of the gospel. I mean, but... I mean, I, I mean, if we know anything about Paul, I mean, he did preach the gospel, maybe not in a formal uh, uh, setup, but he shared Christ. 
I mean, Paul is the one who said, I mean, to, to live is Christ, or he said in, in, uh, for, in 1 Corinthians 9, 16 says, for woe is me if, we, if I do not proclaim, proclaim the gospel. So uh, I think here, the thing uh, we can gather from this passage is that for the Christian, there's no circumstance that goes to waste. Um, maybe you are, you are planning your next vacation, you go on your vacation, you have everything ready, and as soon as you, you start heading out, your car, your car breaks down. I mean, it's not what you planned. It's not what you were preparing to, to do. But uh, to you, it shouldn't be a waste of time. It shouldn't be uh, something that just that puts you down. I mean, someone's going to come for, with a record. You're going to take your car to, to, to the car shop. There's going to be, you're going to be in contact with other people that they need the gospel. I mean, I can't say that I have done this uh, every single time. And, but this is who Paul was. I mean, he took every advantage. No matter where he was, if he, he was before Felix, before Festus, before Agrippa, in an island, on board of a ship, he went and preached Christ because he said, for woe is me if I don't, if I don't proclaim, proclaim the gospel. To live is Christ. So to the Christian, really, there's no circumstance that we should be wasting. There's always an opportunity to, to do what God has uh, told us to do, to, to live for, for, uh, for, for Christ. And... Then it's, I mean, and then we see that there's another ship here. So uh, in here we, we pretty much were carrying the theme of, of, of God's providence. And because in, in last chapter we see that one ship sinks and here we see, an, we see another ship. So more than likely, same thing, it's, it's, it's another uh, ship that was involved in some kind of uh, uh, commerce. The, the, the last ship was made a stop in, in Myra, which is a, very, a port with, uh, it's, uh, very famous for uh, trading grain. But here I'm, I'm going to read from, from Matthew Henry. It says, Providence sometimes favors those that deal in the world and prospers them, that people may be encouraged to set their hands to worldly business. At other times, providence crosses them, that people may be warned not to set their hearts upon it. Events are thus varied, that we may learn both how to want and how to abound. So one ship goes to the, to, to the bottom of the sea while the other one is, is prospered. That's, what, that's providence. I mean, we don't know why uh, one man suffered while the other, other one is, is, it's, uh, is prospered. And then verse 12, I guess through 14. Burning at Syracuse, we stayed there for three days, and from there we made a circuit and arrived at Regium. After, and after one day, a south wind sprang up, and on the second day, we came to Puteoli. There we found brothers, and we and were invited to stay with them for seven days. And so we came to Rome. So I was reading in, in tradition, again, he, in this one tells us that in, uh, Paul established a, a church in Syracuse while he was there for three days. But um, I, I, think, I think that the main point here is uh, that in verse 14, where it says, there we found brothers, and they stayed with them for seven days. <clears throat> so, I mean, we, we, we really don't know who brought the knowledge of Christ to these people. We, we don't know. I mean, uh, Rome is not too far from, from, from there. So it could be the, the church of, of Rome uh, told them, like, hey, hey, Paul is coming your way. But uh, we don't know who, 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 who shared the gospel with them. And I, th I mean, can, I can only imagine how, how relieved, how the, the comfort that Paul, um, Luke, and Aristarchus should have felt at that moment. They, they go through the storm. They are, they are lost in, 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 cast away in the, in the island. And then they, they finally arrive to land, 
and just a group of brothers and sisters just ready there to, to receive them. I mean, what, what a comfort to, to, to be able to, to, to have that. I mean, he, Paul, especially, I mean, he sees finally the, the, the fruits of, of all his suffering, of, his, of, of being um, cast away in the island of his chains. He sees that, that, that what he's doing is being successful. The gospel keeps, keeps advancing. It wasn't Paul who preached to them. But the, they, they were Christians. They were saved by, by, by Christ, and, and, and they were there. It, people who didn't, who, didn't, who didn't even know. And I kind of wonder, like, how, how, how this happened? Because it says, they, we found brothers. So it said that they, 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 Paul found them. them uh, they found Paul. How did, were they maybe preaching out in the, in the marketplace? Was there, a, I, I don't know, a, a, a uh, Puccioli Church of Christ so, somewhere over there? I mean... That they, they could have, they could have known, but I mean, the, the important thing is that you you, you see that no matter if you don't know uh, those those people, I and mean, they are Christians, so they, they see this this sense of, of fellowship of community because we are one body, we're we're the body of Christ, and I mean we, we see it here. I mean we we see the, the fellowship. I mean so, sometimes take the person over here just pretty much for for ten fifteen minutes. Sit down. Let's let's get started because you have that fellowship. You you, you I mean you. you even though you, you, you saw that people last Sunday, you are still talking to, to them. You are still having to have a, uh, having that, 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 uh, that type of fellowship. And, I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing. I mean, I'd rather be here uh, screaming at the top of my lungs for 15 minutes than coming here and nobody's talking to, to anybody. I mean, I don't know if you have heard of churches, have you been in a church that it's like that? But, I mean, you see the people, they, they go in, they sit down, and they get out as soon as the, as the, as the message is, uh, is preached. I mean... And pre- I'm pretty much like sheep, not in the, in the good sense, but uh, like heifers, they just go eat and they get out. And that's just, just a sad thing, because I mean, that's not uh, who the, uh, the body of Christ is. The body of Christ is, is it's, it's fellowship. We, we, we are one with, with one another. And, and let me read from uh, Psalm 133. Behold, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. It is like the precious oil on the head, running down on the beard, on the beard of Aaron, running down on the collar of his robes. Acts, well, I guess, let me just say, so, really, if we, we have this great fellowship here in, in the church, with, with our, within this local body. Uh, how is your fellowship with other believers outside of here, with other churches? I mean, do you even know anybody outside of this outside of these walls? Uh, it doesn't matter if I mean, if you are on vacation, for example, you are going to Utah, Florida. Do you look for a church even when you're going to be out that week, or are you just focused on your vacation? Are you looking for 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 other brothers and sisters that are that you don't know? Here with your neighbors, did you talk about Christ? You can, you can rejoice, like, oh my goodness, you're a Christian too, uh, at your workplace. So I think we should be same same thing like they did, just go on and finding them out. Even though they, they are not part of our local body, even even though they maybe not have the, the same exact beliefs as we do, they might uh, have a different view of of baptism, the Lord's Supper. They might not be reformed, but. Uh, if they are true Christians, if they, are, if they, are, if they proclaim to be Christians, I mean, we, we should have, we should want to have a fellowship with them. 
verse 15. And the brothers there, when they heard about, about us, came as far as the Forum of Appius and the three taverns to meet us. <clears throat> On seeing them, Paul thanked God and took courage. So, um, okay, I'm running out of time, so I'm going to speed up here in a moment. But uh, if you want to uh, compare that with Romans 1, 11 and 12, because there you see Paul, here you, you see Paul wish uh, being fulfilled. First. 16 says, and when we came into Rome, Paul allowed us to stay by himself with a soldier who guarded, who guarded him. So here we finally, Paul makes it to Rome after everything he, he went through. So through pretty much half of the book of Acts, it's about Paul making it to Rome. And finally, we are, we are here. We are, we are in Rome. And Paul is under house arrest. I mean, um, he is in his own rented house, and, and he has the liberty to, to, uh, to minister from them, to have people over. Remember that uh, he was given he was given that uh, what liberty it was it, it, it didn't just happen he uh, the the, um, the 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 soldier who was guarding him he 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 was told to give Paul that liberty and he will see him he, he he's being a hosting care group I don't know but um, verse seventeen says after three days he called together to the, the local leaders of the Jews and when they had gathered he said to them. Brothers, though I had done nothing against our people or the custom of our fathers, yet I was delivered as a prisoner from Jerusalem into the hands of the Romans. So, Paul here is, I mean, he's obviously he's unable to go to the synagogues, but he has the leader of the Jews come to them, and he goes to, like, he pretty much he goes to the lost sheep of Israel, and he declares that he is innocent. And uh, it, it is true that Paul, he, he never imposed any, any Jewish custom, custom on, on the Gentiles, but he also, he, he never forbid the Jews from observing their, their customs. He might have told them, hey, this thing that you are, you are observing, that you are celebrating, you are remembering, it actually points to, to Christ. He might have told them that, but he never forbid them to, to, to observe their customs. He might have talked about some other customs that they were, they, they were um, man-made, but he never pro- prohibited them to, from observing their customs. So they simply, he simply explained what their customs were po- pointing toward. Verse 18 says, when they had examined me, they wished to set me at liberty because there was no reason for the death penalty in my case. Um, verse 19, but because the, Jew, the Jews objected, I, ha- I was compelled to appeal to Caesar, though I had no charge to bring against uh, my nation. So, he, I mean, and Paul didn't want to bring any bad attention from Caesar to the Jews, but uh, he, was <clears throat> he was really put in the position where he had to make a defense for for himself and appeal to his, uh, to his uh, civil rights. The Jews were accusing him, accusing him before, uh, before Felix, and, Felix, and Fex, uh, Fes, Felix and Festus. So, I mean, he, he, he kind of was forced to do that. But then in, in verse 20 says, For this reason, therefore, I have asked to see, to see you and speak with you, since it is because of the hope of Israel that I am wearing this change. So, and, and we, we, kinda, we have seen for the past few uh, chapters, we have seen this, uh, the, the hope of Israel. And, 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 and really, the, this is why Paul suffered over and over again at, at the hand of the Jews. He, he, he proclaimed to them the hope of Israel. It wasn't, he told them it's not neither the law nor, nor the temple that would be of any profit to, to them without Christ. That Christ is the hope of Israel. He is the first fruit of, of, of the resurrection, the promise of salvation that is only confirmed in, in him. And then verse 21 says, And they say to him, We have received no letters from Judea about you, and none of the brothers coming here has reported or spoken any evil about you. So 
I don't know, apparently the, the Sanhedrin didn't communicate to the Jews in, in Rome, or maybe they, 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 they were admitting that. I mean, yeah, they, they, their accusations were, they, they held no, no ground. And so they, were, they, they, they knew that it, they wouldn't, those accusations would not stand before Roman law. But I mean, kind of, kind of funny that, I mean, Paul, he makes his whole defense, hey, I know they told you this about me, but, uh, uh, and all of this, but, and the, and the Jews are like, we, we have not heard anything about that. <laughs> and Paul like, okay, never mind. But verse, verse 22 says, But we desire to hear from you what your views are. For with regard to this sect, we know that everywhere it is spoken against. And, uh, okay, I'm just going to leave you here with, with, uh, with another verse to compare that to you. Luke 2.34, a sign to be opposed. But here in, in, ver in verse 23 it says, When they had appointed a day for him, they came to him at his lodging in great numbers. From morning, from, from morning till evening, he expounded to them, testifying to the kingdom of God and trying to convince them about Jesus, both from the law of Moses and from, and from the prophets. So here, Paul, we see him that from morning till evening, what, what, does, what does he do? I mean, he, he's expounding or explaining the kingdom of God to them. He, so he, and it says that he not only uh, explained it to them, but he testified to it. He, he, he was plainly declaring the, the kingdom of God. So he explained and he declared its design, its, its purpose, its, its reality, that the kingdom of God was now present, that it has been inaugurated with the first advent, with the, with the first coming of, of Christ. And we have seen this phrase that from both the, the law of Moses and, and from the prophets, so uh, from the Jewish Bible, which is pretty much our, our Old Testament Bible in a different order, but he explained to them that from the Old Testament how, how Jesus Christ has been revealed and how the covenant of, of grace is, 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 is moving uh, through the history of Israel. And he explained that the function of the law, the, the, the prophecies that are being fulfilled in Christ, and, and, and just in, in, the, in, the, in the few next verses, verses we see the result of, of what happens. So, verse 24, it says, and some were convinced by what he said, but others disbelieved. So, not a lot, not a lot has changed, I think. This has always been the case in the advancement of the gospel. Some people believe unto life, while some other people believe unto death. Um, I mean, what group do, do we belong to? There are, I mean, the interesting thing is that both groups, it says that both groups came to listen to Paul. So it's not talking about, okay, those people over there, they're on their parties they're doing whatever they want to now both groups came to listen to paul they wanted to hear they want to hear his views and i mean so here, here we are all of us wanted to 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 hear uh, uh, what the bible says what's the uh, the, the gospel being pro proclaimed but uh like how many of us i mean are we in the in the first group that believe I mean, that is, I think that is a reality of the, of the gospel age, that including this morning here in our church, I mean, we don't want to say it, we don't want to see it, but the reality is that it would be just an exception to the rule, that everyone in this church is actually saved, that everyone proclaims Christ, we are here, right, we're, we're, we, we are all professing Christians, but uh, it would be just a rare exception that everyone in this church, in this building, in this room right now, everyone is actually saved. I mean, it's not impossible, but it would be a rare exception. So 1 Corinthians 10, 12 says, Therefore, let him who thinks he stands 
take heed that he does not fall. So examine your heart. Clearly you come here to, to listen, like they, that they did, but make sure that you are not the one who disbelieves. Verse 25 says, And disagreeing among themselves, they departed. After Paul, Paul had made one statement, the Holy Spirit was writing, saying to your father through, the, through Isaiah the prophet. And, and just very quick, I mean, it says the Holy Spirit. It was Isaiah, but it was the Holy Spirit. It says, verse 26, Go to these people and say, You will indeed hear, but never understand. And you will indeed see, but never perceive. For these people's heart has grown dull, and with their ears they can barely hear, and their eyes they have closed. Lest they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and turn, and I would heal them. So that's from Isaiah 6, um, nine and, uh, verse 9 and 10. And it's quoted quote in a, a few different a few times in the New Testament. But um, this, is, this is the same prophecy that Jesus spoke, uh, well quoted to, to explain why the Jews were rejected him. The prophecy that began in the days of Isaiah continued through the days of Jesus, continued through the days of the apostles, and it really continues until, until today. It, the, we see that Jesus spoke in parables, and, and, it was, and he did not reveal the mysteries of, of, those, uh, of the kingdom to them. To, to some of them did. In Romans 11, 5 says, Paul says that God um, has graciously chosen a remnant, but uh, and and we, in the last we, last uh, week we kind of touched on the on the doctrine of election and its relation to human responsibility. But I, I think one thing is clear here is that God uh, freely, sovereignly chooses His elect uh, by giving them faith, and while God rejects the reprobate through their own wickedness, through through their, their own unbelief, their unbelief. So it's still them who, uh, who are guilty of their own belief. And here, so verse 28. Therefore, let it be known to you that, that this salvation of God has been sent to the Gentiles. They will listen. And you might not have ver verse 29, but it says, uh, when he had spoken these words, the Jews departed, having a great dispute among themselves. And uh, um, I think it was Tim who touched on the... Uh, um, I forgot the word. Why is it not uh, this, this verse here in, in most Bibles? Um, it's not, I'm thinking. Yeah, I, just because of the, the text, uh, some of the old text. Textual courtesy, yeah. Yeah, textual, okay. yeah, yeah. textual courtesy. Some of the old text don't contain all these verses. All right, right. Yeah, so he, he can explain to, uh, that, so I'm not going to dig too much into it. I just couldn't think of the word, textual, textual criticism. Um, Verse 30 says, He lived there two whole years at, at his own expense and welcomed all who, all, all, all who came to him, proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. So this is the part. I mean, if you turn your page, that, I mean, that's it. That's, that's the whole book of Acts. There's no more. So, I mean, like, what, happens, what happened to Paul? I mean, did he stood before Caesar? Was he... Was he killed? Was he, was he set free? Uh, like I said, I, I thought I, for the longest time, I, I thought it was just the most awkward ending. Because, I mean, it doesn't tell us like, what happened. So what happened to Paul? The whole, like, half of the book, we are, we're, we're making this our way to Rome and to, to stand before Caesar. And then like, it doesn't tell us anything. So the Bible doesn't tell us, but uh, tradition does give us a hint of what might have happened. In the first Clement, 
which is one of the earliest uh, writings uh, apart from the New Testament, uh, 95 AD says um, uh, that Paul uh, went on preaching to the limits of the West. Uh, so meaning that he was released from his imprisonment and probably carried all the way to Spain like, like he wanted. Since, uh, that's, uh, it's in Romans 15, 24. Eusebius says, in, uh, which is, he's all the way in three, 300 AD, says that, that yes, that Paul was freed from his imprisonment and he carried on his ministry until he was arrested a second time and finally murdered. So that's what tradition tells us. I mean, the Bible doesn't tell us. I honestly I do, do not have any reason to disbelieve that. Uh, the Bible doesn't tell us otherwise. I mean, I, I happily submit to that, to that what, what happened. Paul went to the limits of the West and preached, continued to preach the gospel until he was again martyred. But, um, uh, but, I mean, <clears throat> but more, more importantly, I think it's, it comes to the, to the end. Like why why does the, the Bible doesn't tell us what happens? And I think the answer is in all the way in the very beginning of the book of Acts, in chapter 1, verse 1. It says, In the first book of Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach, until the day when he was taken up after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. Uh, verse 3. He presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them during 40 days, and speaking about the kingdom of God. So the book of Acts is really the, the second part of the, uh, the, the continuation of the, of the gospel of Luke, which deals with all the things that Jesus began to do and to teach. So the book of Acts is not about Paul. It's, it's not about the apostles. It's, it's about the proclamation of the kingdom of God, but about the proclamation of the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ. So... I mean, that's why I think it's the perfect ending. Let's read again. It says, um, verse 31, proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. So the title of the, of the book is the, the Acts of the Apostles. I mean, and I don't think that's a wrong title. Yeah, I just don't think it's the best title. It's like one of those tests when they make you choose, like, you, like A, B is correct, and you have to choose like, the best answer. I mean, I hate those things. But, I mean, I don't think it's the best title. I mean, some, some have suggested that it should be the Acts of the Holy Spirit. I mean, it's, it's better, uh, I think. Uh, but I, think, I, feel, I, don't, I don't think that it's good enough a title to, to, to convey the message of, of what's happening in the book of Acts. I mean, I really think, and this is just me, uh, that it should be called the Acts of the Resurrected, Ascended, and Glorified Lord Jesus Christ, working through his church by the power of the Holy Spirit. So next time, someone quotes <laughs> from Acts, I expect to say that whole thing. But it's because, I mean, that's what the, what the book of Acts is all about. It, it really not, it's not about the apostles. I'm not, not trying to diminish the work of the apostles at, at all. It's just that it is about the message. It's about the kingdom of God. That's why the, the, the very last uh, verse, it's, it's pretty, much, um, pretty much saying, I mean, the goal is, we, we made the goal, we, we did it. I mean, the, the, the mission was accomplished. It's, I mean, because I mean, what, what did Peter do? He preached Christ. What did Paul do? He preached Christ. What did Stephen do? He preached Christ. To the, to the Jews, he preached Christ. To the Gentiles, he preached Christ. To, in, in the marketplace, Christ. In, in the synagogues, Christ. Before the councils, Christ. Before Philip, before Festus, before, before Agrippa, Christ. The whole book of Acts, it's about Christ and his kingdom. And, 
Well, we're, we're done out of time, but um, I'll finish. I mean, Providential is, is almost St. Patrick Day, so I'm going to finish with a quote from, from St. Patrick, which I think it perfectly fits here. He said, Christ with me, Christ before me, Christ behind me, Christ uh, in me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ on my right, Christ on my left, Christ when I lie down, uh, Christ when I sit down, Christ when I rise, Christ in the heart of every man who thinks of me, Christ in the mouth of everyone who speaks of me, Christ in every eye that sees me, and Christ in every ear that hears me. Verse 31, proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. So the mission was accomplished, and to this, until this day, we, the, the, the gospel continues to go forward across the globe, and with all boldness and without hindrance, the gospel is being proclaimed. Jesus Christ, we see, we, we see him going, conquering out to conquer. The, the gospel keeps, keeps advancing toward, and the, and the kingdom of God keeps uh, bringing spread. Uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word that you have given us today because we can marvel at, at the revelation that you have given us that we see the, the lives of the apostles. We, 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 we read this whole book and we see your promises come true even though it seems that sometimes that it wasn't going to happen. We see Paul being imprisoned. We see... Stephen being martyred, we see a shipwreck, and you still providentially God. And until, until today, we see the message of your son, Jesus Christ, who has saved us from our sins. We, we see it advancing and going forward. We thank you, Lord, and we ask you, Lord, that you bless us, that we can be receptive as we transition to corporate worship, that we can gather all together and be one with you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank mm-hmm. you.